Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Fairy tales can be problematic for feminists. So many princesses waiting to be rescued. So many stereotypes about what the ideal woman should be. Susanna McFarlane has decided to reinvent a few fairy tales. Her book, Fairy Tales for Feisty Girls, is a retelling of Rapunzel, Little Red Riding Hood, Cinderella and Thumbelina. And they will delight anyone raising a small girl today. Hi, Susanna. Welcome to Kindling Conversation. Thank you. Nice to be with you. What inspired you to write these stories? I think I write a fiction series for young girls called EJ um, 12 Girl Hero, which is about an ordinary 10-year-old girl who um, is recognised as having talents and becomes a secret agent. So I've always been interested in the kind of empowering of young girls and EJ was my kind of tween feminism if you like and I loved fairy tales when I was little but it was starting to worry me a bit that these um the girls in the fairy tales were all being a bit languid and all a bit lying around waiting to be rescued and I was fairly sure that girls haven't changed that much over the centuries (laughs) Um, and that I think you know Rapunzel might have had a plan of her own to rescue and nothing against princes I love a good prince I'm pretty sure that they can be a helping hand but not the kind of driver of the rescue so I wanted to re-tilt them so they're still set in that beautiful classic once upon a time setting but just change it a little bit so the girls could take control of their own happy endings. And how did you choose which particular fairy tale to rewrite? That was really interesting. Some of the ones I thought I would do, I ended up, we ended up not going with because we ended up with a lot of fairy tales that were actually about an older woman being mean to a younger woman. Yes. And I thought, that's, we don't need that. We don't need that kind of girl on girl problem. <laughs> so, you know, if you think about it, Snow White which I was, de- I was desperate to do because I wanted to make Snow White like a kind of mining engineer <laughs> and, and have her in. And so I was really taken with that idea. But once I got into the story, we already had Rapunzel where she's, um, you know, taken away by the kind of evil enchantress. So I didn't want another story where a kind of older woman who was essentially kind of losing her beauty, kind of endlessly taking it out on a younger woman. I thought that's not what we want. <laughs> you know, so we, we cut the story. So my mining engineer went. Um, and the feisty Thumbelina came in instead. So it was really what stories we thought young girls might know as well so they could see the difference. So it was interesting to me to pick stories that I would think most girls would know so they could compare and contrast perhaps with their parents or grandparents or whoever they were reading it with that why the ending's a bit different or how the story differs from perhaps another version that they've read. And it's really interesting in all my kind of research there's a lot of different versions going on. Um, So it's, it's a tilted tale but still very much in Once Upon a Time land. Well, there are lots of different versions, none quite so empowering as yours. I mean, um, so Rapunzel ends up being an inventor. Um, this is a, sorry, I should yes. say spoiler alert before I go into this. But oh, yeah. anyway, <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood is basically a herbologist. Yeah, Serin- kind of botanist. Yeah. Herbotanist, yes, a botanist or a herbologist. I don't know. I just yep. made that up. Um, yeah, I love it though. <laughs> Cinderella is it this incredible animal activist slash lover and Thumbelina is this daring adventurer. You mentioned just earlier that you had visions of Snow White being a 
an engineer and a miner and that sort of thing. Was yeah. it obvious to you um, when you chose these tales what characters and what qualities you wanted each of the princesses to have? I think so. In the in the fact, I think that some of them were already there. It's just you know in the in the original myth, it's what gets pulled out, I suppose. Um, and Rapunzel, that's where the whole idea started with Rapunzel, because I was fairly sure if she had all that time in the tower, she would not be waiting for someone to rescue her. <laughs> yes. And so she had all this time, and so she's an inventor. Like she's the engineer. She's the one who takes down the drapes and makes a hammock and makes a periscope out of the window shutters. And you know, this is a girl that's not going to be shut down or locked out of life. So she's finding all these different ways to do it, much to the kind of distress of the evil enchantress that actually wants to bring all this beauty, you know, all these beautiful things. And so the evil enchantress is clinging to everything that's kind of beautiful and she'll bring these beautiful carpets or something and all, um, you know, Rapunzel can see is building materials. So, of course, she's going to be able to engineer her own rescue. That feels kind of subtle in a way to me, like you're not hammering it in with a blunt instrument because, but even in that juxtaposition of the enchantress bringing all these beautiful things to distract her and she's not interested in beauty, she's interested in practicality. Um, they they seem kind of more um, subtle but lovely layers to the stories. Was that intentional? Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, and not to, I mean, even when you say not so much the strident or the heavy handed, that I also wanted to reclaim the word feisty because often feisty is seen as a bit of a hothead. Oh, you know, she's a feisty one. It's kind of often adjectives can be misapplied to women. Like what's strong in a man can be strong-willed in a woman or what's assertive in a man can be kind of, um, you know, stubborn in a woman. So, And feisty actually means small, lively and determined. Which is, it's, yes, I, I think that's really interesting because when I saw the title, I thought, ooh, she's going to get in a whole lot of trouble there. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's not that hothead. It's not that kind of loud. In fact, my favourite, I think my favourite girl in the whole book is Cinderella and her strength is kindness. Yeah. And it's completely disarming. You did mention before that you're not um, completely against a prince in one of these stories, and you haven't completely done away with the romantic interest. So how did you approach that? Um, I just think it's part of it, and it's fine to, you know, we're all multifaceted. And so Rapunzel really does quite, um, she sees the prince out of the window and she sees that he's making notes about the waterfall. And as it turns out, again, spoiler alert, he's planning like a waterfall, um, water wheel for his, around his castle. So that's like a meeting of the minds. So there can still be, um, you know, an attraction and a friendship. And in fact, the prince and Cinderella get on like a house on fire, although Cinderella does have to counsel him on fox hunting and things because she's <laughs> against that. But so I'm not against princes. I'm not against princes and princesses getting married. It's just, you know, there's something else going on as well. So it wasn't, that's why they're tilted you know, I was really happy for Cinderella and the prince. He actually comes to her animal sanctuary and he gives her a hand. Yes. So it's just, you know, tilting the details in different ways. But look, who wouldn't like a bit of a prince? And who wouldn't like a bit of a princess? <laughs> it's just, you know. And that's my, my favourite image of my daughter when she was younger is she's got a tutu, a tiara and gumboots and she's up a tree. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. And uh, will there be a sequel? I'm, I'm really hoping there will be. Oh, I'd love to write one. We're not. We're throwing ideas around at the moment, and it would be because it is a lot of fun. 
and the illustrators. Um, I love the fact that we were able to choose four different illustrators and four all quite new Australian illustrators. And they're like the different voices of the girls. And some of them together, it's like those old-fashioned plates that you get in children's treasuries. Um, so it's really beautiful. So to be able to do that again, and there's lots of fairy tales that we can draw from. So I'd love another round, you know, four, four more feisty fairy tales. Well, you've, you've definitely got my vote and my daughter's. She loves those stories. So, Susanna, oh, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you too. That was Susanna McFarlane, and her book, Fairy Tales for Feisty Girls, is in store now. Um, as Susanna mentioned, it's a beautiful hardcover gold-plated fairy tale book, but it's got a bit of extra punch in it. So if you'd like to check it out, you can head to our website. It's kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.